Hey guys, welcome back to uh, The Strange Sessions, episode two. Exciting. Kurt, didn't think we'd make it this far. We made it two episodes. Episode we doubled two. our output. Oh man. If this were like the lottery or something, <laughs> double our chances. So um, what are we going to talk about today? We are going to talk about ghost hunting yeah. and our experiences with it. Yeah. Because that's how you and I met. It is. Yes. We kind of briefly touched on that in the last episode, so we'll maybe talk a little bit more about that today. But I wanted to follow up and just mention that we're following the whole blue whale thing right now. Um, that's, you know, kind of housekeeping from episode one. Um, and Kurt, you just looked online and saw some headlines. Yeah, there's been, you know, there's supposedly teenagers in the United States that have done it and carved the F-57 on their bodies or whatever. But I didn't look more into it. And there's still a lot of warnings about it, even mm-hmm. though there's not really a lot of evidence that it's actually a thing. A thing. Yeah. So Th- that's the tough part. Nothing. Nobody's actually verified that any of this is true. No. And it's just people taking stuff from one report and, mm-hmm. you know, so it's just unverified. Yeah. But we're keeping an eye on it. Yeah. I haven't seen it in the news lately, but if I, I catch any information on it, I'll be sure to jot it down so we can bring it to the podcast. Yes. So uh, guys, if you've heard anything... That we haven't talked about regarding the blue whale, please let us know because we'd like to bring it up in housekeeping and keep people posted on that very strange, possibly completely fabricated game. I don't know if it's fabricated. <laughs> I think there's, I think it's. There's got to be. I mean, I, I do think it. that there's that I I still go hoax, but the more people hear about it, the more there's people that It'll turn play into, into it thing. and right. and are like, oh, I'm gonna get people to do this on Instagram. Yeah, you know, so it's just. It may have started out as a hoax, but it's just something that's going to turn into something. Turn into something. That's the dangerous thing about, you know, putting this kind of thing in in the public eye. Yes. People are going to go, hey, that's a good idea. Yes. Why don't I try that? (laughs) So if you're listening, don't do that. Yeah. It's just a terrible idea. So I have a list of questions that will kind of jump back and forth between, I think, our, our friend Joe at our flagship podcast as we like to call it paranormal palaver an old school media production uh gave me a list of questions that he wanted me to ask kurt but we'll kind of both be asked you know answering these questions throughout but i wanted to start with when did you first join a group and what was the name um i actually just jotted that down before we came the group was ecwpi it stood for east central wisconsin paranormal investigations and I don't really remember how we all came to meet. So who uh, started the group? I believe it was Matt Shank and Katie Kinter. Okay. And uh, we had our first investigation, so I consider that our you know debut or whatever. We had our first investigation on March 12, 2005 at a business in Oshkosh. Okay. So that was our first investigation, 2005. And did you come away with any... No, not no? really much of anything. Okay. Do you think it was because the place wasn't haunted or lack of experience or knowledge? I think a little bit of all of yeah. that. I mean, we were new. <laughs> we didn't really know what we were doing. Uh, the people that ran the business stayed there the whole time and kind of wandered around, That's which doesn't... Of, yeah. <laughs> I know that doesn't... I wanted to talk about that a little bit, too, because a few of the investigations we've done the home or business owner has joined us and there there's sort of like a it can be a good thing but it can be a bad thing yeah because 
in some situations it didn't work out but then on the other hand vicky oh, we yeah. always wanted vicky she became with like us. a seasoned yeah, investigator yeah she became like one of the investigators <laughs> it was weird when she wasn't there investigating right. with us although i feel like activity kind of changed when she wasn't there versus when she was yeah, there yeah that's true yeah i think that's the case really in any situation so i don't know you don't know what you're going to get depending on Who's there? Yeah, and and how do you test that without doing multiple investigations like we did at Vicky's? Yes. But that brings to mind the investigation we did at a certain farm. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Where the owner and her friend wanted to be there and participate. And, yeah. Oh, they were just loud and so much of the audio that we listened to, I remember being like, wait, is that one of the ladies or is that? Yeah, that can throw uh, off. Yeah. especially audio. And they were hardcore believers. I think that's the hard part is that if someone's calling you into their house or their business because they think there's something going on there, they're convinced something's going on. Yeah. There was and so every noise and bump and anything is going to be something yeah. paranormal. There was one investigation we did with another group where we investigated a another business that is supposedly haunted and we really didn't come up with much of anything and these people were actually kind of mad. Yeah that we didn't come up with anything because they wanted to use that as a selling point that, see, it's haunted. These guys said it's haunted. Right. And that's one of the reasons, because we had talked about in Paranormal Palaver, the ethics of why people should not be charging for paranormal investigation services. And um, I explained that, you know, once you start ex exchanging money, they're bringing you in because they think it's, you know, haunted, are they now paying you to come up with evidence? And if yeah. you don't come up with evidence, are you not delivering the service that yep. they, you know, it just, it kind of muddies the waters and it, it makes it difficult to walk away with a really subjective yeah. viewpoint of what you either came up with or didn't come away with. Yes. So that's, that's an interesting point to, to make though, that your first experience involved the owner being there. And it was unfortunate that one of our second investigations was JFK Prep because mm. we would have loved to have been more Experience, experienced yeah. and more knowledgeable in things, but we still had a really good investigation there. Uh, yeah, I, wish I know. I, I wish you could have been there. <laughs> <laughs> I wish you would have been there for that. So are there any members from what was the... E ECWPI. <laughs> ECWPI that then went... To HPI? Yeah, HPI was our second group that we started, Heartland Paranormal Investigations, and that's the one that you're with us in. And we're still active, but we haven't done one. And I looked <laughs> at our last investigation, and that was the hair salon. Oh. Yeah, well, if, you'll talk about that. Yeah, we'll one. talk about that. Uh, but that was October 2nd, 2010. So <gasps> Really? Yeah, it was that long ago. Oh, it doesn't man. seem like it was that long ago. No, I what it, it was. doesn't. Wow. Oh, it's been too long. We need to... Do something. Yeah, we do. It's good podcast material. Yeah, if nothing else. So who who transferred over to that group? Uh, Mark and Rhonda's on. Yay, Mark and Rhonda. And Barry. Oh, Barry was in the original Yeah, group because too. Barry... We didn't really meet Barry until the JFK Prep investigation because that was a big investigation mm -hmm. at a really well-known, supposedly haunted area. Yeah. So we had a couple of other investigators from around the state that came and joined us, and mm -hmm. Barry was one of them. Okay. And then she was with us ever since because yeah. we love Barry. <laughs> Who doesn't? Barry's hard to not love. Exactly. <laughs> um, okay, cool. So then I came onto the picture, into the picture, what? I don't even know when it would have been. Maybe 2005 or six, something like that. 
I would think later, because if we were still investigating as ECWPI in 2005. Then maybe 2006 or 7. I think seven. 2006 yeah. or 2007. And what was our first investigation? It was Vicky's. Vicky's was my first investigation. Was it? Yeah. Uh, well, that was an experience. We're we're gonna probably have a whole episode dedicated to our investigations. Uh, we either we usually call it Vicky's or Elsing's. Yeah. But it's Elsing Secondhand Shop in Stoughton, Wisconsin, which yep. is near Madison, mm-hmm. and it's one of our favorite places. Yeah. We just love it there. Yeah, and it's been too long. And we've had, we must have had almost a dozen investigations there. At least, yeah. And every time something happens, there's there wasn't a, one time that we came away with nothing. Right. So something always happens there. It's kind of like JFK prep in that you feel drawn there. Yeah. And even though scary things have happened to me personally there, I still want to go there. Yeah. Like I feel, it's like homey. I don't know. It's hard to explain. It is very homey. The, um, the draw to JFK prep was strange. We all mm-hmm. said how strange it was that, you know, when we were on our way to the place, we were just like excited, like little kids going, you know, mm-hmm. toy shopping. And then when we <laughs> got there, we were just so content. Yeah. And it was just strange. It has like um, a peace about it, a yeah, peaceful it feeling about peaceful. it, which is so strange con- considering some of the EVPs that were captured there yeah. were kind of violent, yes. actually. Yeah. That's a strange uh, contrast. We are at some point in the future. We're going to have a an episode of Strange Sessions about EVPs, mm-hmm. and we will play a bunch of the ones that we've got. Yeah. So we're going to hold off on those. Yeah, I think we could dedicate a whole episode to JFK Prep, probably. Yeah. And just the history of the place and yeah. JFK investigations Prep was there. I unfortunately have only had the um, pleasure of shopping at the thrift store that now exists there but hey i'll take it the grounds are just beautiful and you can still go in the chapel and the church and and obviously the thrift store but i know you and i you and i have talked about this but to me jfk prep was the opposite of vicky's right because at vicky's we had tons of personal experiences but handful of a handful of evps and at jfk prep i had basically no experiences but then we got a, a ton of evps and stuff from and there. really really intriguing EVPs yeah. too yes so yeah sorry we'll, we're stop teasing you guys about the evps yeah you're not going to get any in this episode <laughs> we, need, we need to keep you hooked <laughs> um so let's let's uh let's try a couple of these questions from joe thank you joe for thank you joe yeah for providing some helpful material for us um okay first question is do you prefer an investigation with lots of equipment or minimal equipment myself yeah minimal equipment me too i think i think an investigator needs three things i think they need a flashlight mm-hmm. uh, just for safety purposes yes. actually <laughs> an audio recorder mm-hmm. and their own senses yeah i think i think that's what an investigator needs an open mind right um when the reason that we that i got really into looking for a group was because of the show ghost hunters sure and which is, I think, a lot of people, mm-hmm. once that came out and started picking up, you know, picking up steam, I think a lot of people started groups. Right. Oh, and, for sure. And uh, and are now part of the TAPS family. You yeah. can be like, you can register yeah. whatever to be part of their family. I soured on that show pretty quick. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> I was into it for a while too, but then you started seeing things and hearing things about how evidence is fake. Oh, they and... had that one live yes halloween show with the collar collar yeah yeah. and that was just like (laughs) 
so no. obviously <laughs> like, fake. Yeah, yes. that's when I kind of checked out, and I'm and like, then you're nope. like, you're selling out now. Now I can't believe anything you've ever done because it just and that's disappointing because I think Grant was one of the investigators who caught. We talked about this in Paranormal Palaver too. The EVP where the woman from like another century was saying to them, "Well, who are you? Like, why are you here?" In her, to her they were the ghosts and she could hear them asking her questions yes and she was responding to them like why are you in my home like it was it was really really strange you should look it up if you haven't heard these evps or this conversation that they have so it just kind of puts a damper on the stuff that i've thought was really amazing evidence because it makes you question everything they've ever done now. yeah i don't unless it's one that unless it's an evp that our group recorded or I personally recorded, I, I kind of don't. I have a hard time believing Same anybody. Same with photos. I mean, oh, photos, God. it's so easy. Well, I think mistaking something in a photo is so much easier than mistaking something from an audio. You know what I mean? Yes. It, you know, a photo, is so, there's so many factors at play there. And you can't, it's hard to explain. Like if you see something that looks like an anomaly in a photo, you're not going to get the answer to that question. No. No, and I'm convinced that I could, a ghost could pop up in this room right now with us in the studio, and I could take a good picture of it with my cell phone and put it online, and it would just be a blip that people would say, you <laughs> know, eh. this is faked. Right. It was faked. People love EVPs, though. So you put an o- just, piece of audio on, yeah. yeah. I love EVPs. EVPs, so is one of my, that's my favorite they're amazing. part of investigating. I think they're amazing. I agree with you, though. I, I've taken hundreds of photos, hundreds and hundreds, and I've never, ever found one thing that I thought was valid paranormal evidence i've gotten a couple questionable things but not enough to make it worth bringing a camera anymore (laughs) and i i definitely think that there is something to be said for having all that fancy equipment um but i think that you can do a successful investigation with a recorder and your own senses and i'm to me all that equipment is more about almost disproving and debunking rather than proving it. A lot of it for me is that the recorder you can put in your pocket or whatever, carry with you. It's and, convenient. And if you're doing, if you're taking pictures, you're constantly looking around, snapping your camera, doing this, doing that, not paying attention to the surroundings. Mm-hmm. And I think the ratio of impressive ghost pictures to a picture of an empty room mm-hmm. is, is too big. I don't think... I just, I'm just never been one for photographing. No, me either. I feel like we're more minimalists yeah. when it comes to investigating. But then as taps went on and as uh, ghost adventures went on, mm-hmm. they got, they're just, you know, they got to do things like with that Frank's box or whatever that radio thing is. The that ghost box. Yeah, that ghost box that scans through all the radio frequencies mm-hmm. for like one second and then you get this blip of audio. And it's supposedly so open to interpretation. Yeah, that's why I just don't. <laughs> yeah, I just don't get that. Well, in the K two, we've used that yes. on an investigation once, and we did get some results from it that um, related some EVPs we got on the stairway. Yes, at, at Vicky's. Vicky's, weren't there like some size and things yeah, like, we that, like that that we were getting? That's, I think that was a night that it was just you and I there that we had was size. It? Yes. Oh, did we have the K two meter with us that night? I don't think so. I no. think I think the I think the K two meter on the stairway was a different night. Yeah, I think so too because I remember Rhonda being there. Hey, Rhonda. Hi, Rhonda. <laughs> Are you listening, Rhonda? <laughs> I hope so. Yeah, me too. Um, yeah. So I I don't know. I I think it's a good idea 
to have that equipment though on your, I think it's having people who have minimal equipment and having people who like to use that equipment. It's a good balance. It's kind of like having people who are skeptics and people who are kind of more believers. You kind of want to have a balance of stuff when you have a team, you know? Totally. Okay. Question number two. Was there ever an investigation you were scared to do? An investigation I was scared to do? No. So An investigation I was scared on? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like an investigation that I was scared to do? No. I do have one, and we didn't end up doing it. So it was, I think it was towards the end of when we were kind of active. Someone from another group recommended us for an investigation in the Green Bay area where the family thought someone was dealing with demonic Oh, I forgot about possession. that. Yeah, and I remember being like, You didn't want to nope. do that. <laughs> I'm not even sure I believe in demonic possession, but I'm afraid enough of the idea of it that I don't want to have anything to do with it. I think ghost adventures kill my fears of <laughs> demonic Why? Just possession. because someone gets yeah, possessed, possessed on every, every episode? episode. Yep. <laughs> oh, that's not real? I don't know. Yeah. That's the, that's the problem with these shows. They kind of ruin it for yeah. the rest of us who are trying to do legitimate you know investigation without all the bells and whistles and publicity and although i i do see a lot of groups out there now that are really trying to get i know and i don't understand that Uh, when we started doing this i mean i i got into it because of taps i wanted Mm -hmm. to be in a group i wanted to do this kind of stuff but any kind of fame or anything like that was something that i do not want ever no Mm-mm. With this podcast, maybe. <laughs> My goal, with you know, when it comes to these podcasts, I would love to do this full time. But and this is actually a thing that you could do full time. People do do yeah. it. But even, you know, Jason and Grant, they're still working for Roto-Rooter, yeah. folks. They're yep. not ghost hunting full time. I'm sure they get paid for doing ghost hunters, but it's not like paying for their kids' education or anything like that, although I know Jason's daughter is now on the show. Yeah, so. it's done. yeah the, show's, the show's not on anymore. <laughs> no, it's the done. last season. The last, just, se- yeah, the last episode. Yeah. So I think the, the paranormal show bubble has burst. Well, Amy Bruni and Barry, what's his first name? Adam Barry now have their own show. Yeah. And some people, well, Nick Groff, it's really sad. Yeah, the only one that I actually watch anymore paranormal is Paranormal Lockdown. Lockdown, and it's just because I have a crush he on... He has a crush on Katrina. I do have a crush uh-huh. on Katrina. <laughs> Who was on Paranormal State, which has so much controversy behind that show, too. Although they had they did a lot of work with Lorraine Warren, which is kind of cool. She was a guest on that show quite a bit. Um, but yeah, otherwise, that's, that's the only investigation that I didn't want to do, and we didn't do it. Does so. he ask on there, what's the most frightened you've been on an investigation? Next question. Okay. What was the scariest <laughs> moment while investigating? I feel like I have two. The vault at the hair salon was yeah, talk about terrifying that. to me. That's just when you talked about that in a paranormal palaver, that kind of surprised me because I was in there with you. I was playing it cool. <laughs> I know, but I didn't I didn't think it was that that I mean I felt I felt claustrophobic more than anything, but I, think I don't that think played that into I felt it. freaked out. That played into it. So we were at this hair salon, which is in this really old building in Manitowoc. And um it didn't help that she mentioned the woman who owned the place at the time claimed to be a sensitive, which of course I'm one hundred percent skeptical the second anyone utters those words. Um, and she claimed that she thought there was demons involved. I remember her saying that. And of course, I'm already skeptical about her to begin with and about demons. But you planted that thought. Now I'm a little freaked out about it, right? So we were in the basement. 
Um, cause that's where you go in investigations. You find the basement and you go there. <laughs> um, and surprisingly though, we got a ton of, e- I got a ton of, e- yeah, EVPs we had, a, out of we that had place. a lot of experiences there. Whispers, like weird stuff all in the basement. I don't remember getting any no, evidence. I don't think we got anything upstairs. Really? Yeah. Um, so we're down in the basement and there's this vault where they at some time must have kept the safe or yeah, whatever. I, think I don't might, know what I think this... it might have been a bank or Maybe. some place that needed to lock up stuff. Yeah. And it was me, Kurt, and Rhonda. Yes. Correct? Yep. Um, in this vault in with the, the door mostly closed, not like Locked. You know, secured because <laughs> I would never allow that to happen. Um, pitch dark. Pitch dark. You can't even see your hand in front of your face. We're sitting, you know, the three of us in a row in this vault just doing an EVP session. And I just, like I said, I'm sure the um, claustrophobia kind of played into it a little bit. The pitch darkness didn't help. But I started almost having like an anxiety attack because I was so freaked out. My heart was racing. I was practically holding my breath. You guys were asking questions. And I remember just (laughs) sitting there quietly, like not doing or saying anything. I think I even had my eyes closed. I seriously had no idea you were that freaked out. Yeah, I was really freaked out. I was... Wearing a gold cross necklace from my, you know, days when I grew up and I was Catholic. I was raised Catholic. I don't really affiliate myself with any religion at this point. But I remember clutching this thing through the whole EVP session because I was just so terrified. And I could not wait to get out of that room. And I don't even remember now if I got an EVP from inside the vault. I'd have to look at my files and see if I have anything labeled that. But we'll have to we'll have to include some of those yeah. EVPs. You know, the weirdest thing that happened to me that night was when you guys were upstairs and I was in the vault all by myself. Mm-hmm. And um, the the door was shut, but there was a little crack beneath the door. Mm-hmm. You know, you could see... Some ambient light yeah, coming. And there was a dehumidifier, I believe, that was directly across from the door. Mm-hmm. So I was sitting against the back floor of the vault yeah, with my recorder asking questions in the dark. And by you're that a t- lunatic. Yeah, I, <laughs> you're hardcore. <laughs> by, by that time, it had been 10, 15 minutes. So my eyes were adjusted really well. So I yeah. was sitting lo- watching the the crack underneath the door. I could see the orange light from the dehumidifier there. And as I was watching it, there was, and I mean, I know that this was what it was. There was the break in the light where somebody walked in front of the door and then there was maybe a pause of four or five seconds, and then they walked back oh. across in front of the door. And I got on my walkie-talkie. It gives me the shivers right now. <laughs> and I asked if you guys were down there, and you guys weren't down there. No, we were all upstairs, yeah. like either on the main level or there was like another up, yes, there was upper a third level. Floor. Yeah. And then I got I left the vault and looked outside, and there was nothing out there. But oh. something had walked. I mean, my first thought was that it was passing headlights from a car. There's no windows no, in the basement. No, in the way that the stairs went down into the basement, there was no way that that would... It was would, behind it was the vault. Yeah. yeah. So, but there was obviously somebody walked in front of the door that turned around and walked back past oh, it again. Oh, that's creepy. And, <laughs> you know, hmm. that should freak me out, but I just... I, I, mem- I remember thinking how cool it was. I wasn't <laughs> freaked out. I was just like, wow. You know, my yeah. friend Aaron always says like stuff that shouldn't scare me scares me and the stuff that should scare me <laughs> doesn't scare me. <laughs> that's funny. I don't know if that's good or bad. I don't know if it's good or bad either. I suppose, that, you know, depending on the situation, it could be good. Oh, my scariest Oh, yeah, time, yeah, yeah. That's not even yours. <laughs> uh, no, that was cool. Um, my scariest 
time was at the time at Vicky's with our first, uh, the first our EVP first session. investigation there. Yeah, yep. we Barry wasn't there yet. No, we went to Vicky's, and I think we must have had five or six of us at the time. We went down. It was me, you, it's, it's a, Mark, Rhonda, yeah. Matt, and Vicky. Yeah, right. It's, Is that yes. it? It's a secondhand store. They sell a lot of different things. Antiques. Antiques. The basement, the main room in the basement, we call the furniture room because that's where they have the couches and the hutches and all that stuff. That's the furniture room. And there there wasn't much down there at the time. So we arranged the chairs in a circle. Around a table. All around a table in the middle of the room. And we shut off the light. We had our recorders, and that was our first EVP session. There. Yeah, my first ever EVP your first session. ever EVP <laughs> session. So we're in the dark, you know, sitting there in a circle, asking questions, and all of a sudden, and this I still remember this clear well, as day that the lights were off. Yeah, there was the light from the exit sign that we couldn't shut off. It was at the end of the hall yes. though, so it was really, really, really vague yeah. ambient light. Yeah. yeah, so it was very dark in there. But then all of a sudden. The room got darker, got darker, and that's the only way I can I can think yep. of to describe it is that the room was already dark, but something happened, and it became pitch dark. <sighs> yep. And we all were just feeling... Well, I remember that we decided, let's just sit quietly. Yeah. So we stopped asking questions, and we all just sat there in silence in the dark, and that's when that happened. Yeah. That and it, I remember all of a sudden just being like, okay, is anyone else like seriously freaked out right now? Like I'm feeling such intense fear right now for no reason. Nothing happened. We didn't hear anything. I couldn't, I didn't feel anything. It felt to me like something came into the room. Right. And yeah, everything's not real happy that we were there. I mean, that was, I felt like it was letting us know, Hey, you guys are new. This is my place. And I'm letting you know that I'm here. And we were all kind of like, Whoa, Okay, let's knock it off. So we waited at that Mark, point. Or was that No, later? that was okay. the next one. Yeah, I think yeah, yeah. that was the next one. So oh. at that point, we... Maybe it was the first time that Mark said he felt the sensation of like, like somebody reaching towards his neck. His neck, yeah. I and thought it was during that. It might have been during session. the first one. He didn't one. want to say anything. So we were like, well, okay, let's stop. So we stopped <laughs> and Barry was on her way to join us on the investigation. And we kind of wanted, I think at that point, we just kind of putzed around and waited for Barry. Mm-hmm. I think we were a little freaked out. Yeah, and we're like, Barry, let's take a break. Barry had been on tons of investigations. She knew her stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, we kind of wanted Does to not wait. not get rattled easily. No. So we wanted to wait for her to get there so we could kind of tell her what happened. So she showed up. We went down in the basement and tried it again. And it was nothing. No. No, there was nothing. That, nothing that, at all. It was, it was like just nothing like, had ever happened. Yeah. She was probably like, wow, Yeah, she told me later. Noobs. She told me later that she was like, wow, <laughs> I'm with a bunch of noobs that don't know what they're doing. So then we oh, turned the light man. back on and I think we did some more investigating and stuff. And then we decided to try the EVP circle again a third time. And, you know, we started it asking questions and stuff. And then all of a sudden the darkness came back into the room. And it was like pitch dark mm-hmm. again. And that's the only way I can think of to describe it is it got darker than dark. Mm-hmm. And Barry was like, yeah, she's... She she's, got like physically ill. So did I. She? Barry oh, and I actually right. had to leave the shop yeah, went because she was sitting next to me. And we were both had our back to the stairs that come down into the shop. Okay, yeah. And both her and I had to leave because we felt physically ill and like something did not want us down there hmm. 
So her and I went and sat out on the the, the stairs outside the building. And that was probably the most freaked out I was on an investigation. The thought of walking back into the building oh, just yeah. was like, no. But we ended up going back in and the rest of the investigation went fine. But that moment when her and I left, that is probably the, that's probably the most frightened I've been on an investigation. I've been in other areas where I felt uneasy. Like the... I you and I? It, yeah. In the back basement? Yeah. There was a night that Krista and I were investigating there by ourselves. Vicky we were, was there, but she kind of yeah, came she, and went. She left. She yeah. had left. So Krista and I were there, and we'd investigated that basement, the back room of the, the back so area of times. the basement so I mean, many times creepy. in the dark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's definitely creepy back there. But not... This was different, though. Yeah. And her and I were walking around doing little EVP sessions, and we went back there and left the lights on. Yeah. And we were back in that little we're hallway in, with the lights yeah, on. with the lights on. And asking questions. And all of a sudden, it was just like, no, I don't want to be here right no, now. No, it was so intense. We yeah. both were just like, we need to get out of here. Yeah. But we kind of like joked about it because this is ridiculous. Why are we so freaked out right now? We've been on, down here so many times. Yeah. Yeah, that was strange. That was the night that that's my number two. I had the breathing in the ear. Yes. Tell them about, <laughs> tell, tell the listeners about uh, that. So this... The investigation was over at this point, and this place, um, if you're familiar with Wisconsin at all, is near Madison, and we were driving from, I was coming from Sheboygan, Kurt comes from like the Manitowoc area, so it's a good hour and a half, something like that. Yeah, at least an hour give or and take, a half, possibly. Yeah. So we typically, the first night that we investigated there, we drove back because, you know, we were strangers. But after that, every investigation, we spent the night there, which yeah, she sounds let us like spend the night. sheer lunacy. But when you consider the drive and the fact that we like to get up and go out for breakfast the next morning. Yes. Uh, Shout, out coffee 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 Shout out to the coffee cup. Shout out to the coffee cup. Garbage omelets. Um, <laughs> we, we spent the night there because it was just easier than driving home at, you know, three, four in the morning. Um, so Vicky was sleeping in the same place she always slept, which what we call like like the the toy toy area, which is in a completely different room. Like you could yell to her and she'd hear us, but she wasn't really anywhere near us. I was sleeping right in front of like the register where they would check people out and you were a good 10 feet away, right? Laying 10 feet away towards. I believe I was downstairs. I think I was. No, you were upstairs. I remember. If, okay, maybe I wasn't. I would not have allowed that. Okay, maybe. (laughs) But I have slept downstairs. No, you slept downstairs a couple times yeah. by myself. No, this was definitely when you investigated by yourself. Didn't you sleep downstairs? No. Oh, you were upstairs. Yeah. No, you were definitely upstairs because I remember. I remember exactly where you were laying. Kind of where the postcards are. Yes. That's where you were. Yes. <laughs> so that's probably ten feet from where I was laying. I think that if that that was our first one of our first, that, or was that just the night that you and I were there? That was just me and you. Yeah. Yep. So I was on a cot. I was laying on my left side. This is like probably, I don't know how many years ago, but I remember every detail of it. Um, I was awake because I'm a horrible sleeper. So it takes me literally hours to fall asleep if I'm not in my own bed. I'm lying on my left. I've got the sleeping bag that I'm in pulled up over my ear because (laughs) I'm freaked out already. (laughs) And I don't want anything, you know, because if you're under the covers, nothing can get you. Duh. Right. Obviously. So I'm laying there and all of a sudden I start hearing this heavy breathing is the only way I can describe it in my ear. But it wasn't like, you know, the perverted caller who, you know, rings your phone in the middle of the night. It wasn't me. It wasn't me. It wasn't Kurt. It was like an aggressive 
I'm lure, you know, kind of looming over you to let you know that I'm here and you're vulnerable and I'm going to make you feel like I'm putting you in your place kind of breathing. It was really heavy and aggressive. And I remember laying there listening to it. My heart started pounding. And I remember thinking, maybe it's me. Maybe I'm just so freaked out. And with the covers pulled up over my head, I'm hearing my own breath and misinterpreting it. So I remember holding my breath and I could still hear the breathing. And I remember being so scared that I started sweating. And so I was lying on my left side and I felt I can still feel it. This drop (laughs) of sweat that started like under my right ear and dripped sideways across my neck over to my left ear. It's like a horror movie kind yes. of thing. <laughs> it was like happening in slow motion. And then just all of a sudden it stopped and it was over. And I remember laying there for a little while like, is it safe? Like, is there something standing behind me? And I slowly lowered the covers and looked around. You were still, you were sound asleep, laying 10 feet away from me. Nobody else was around. And I will never forget that. That's nuts. Well, didn't somebody else get the breathing in their ear? I don't know. I could have sworn there was somebody maybe that also got the breathing in the well, that ear. That would be good to know. That would be good to it's know. It's not just me. Was it that investigation or was it one of the first ones where you guys thought you heard me coming up the steps? Oh, I remember that. You heard somebody walking up the steps. The first night that we spent there would have been probably the second investigation. Yeah. I think Rhonda and I both heard somebody, clomping somebody up the steps. coming up the stairs, but from, then nobody came no, out I was, from the stairwell. I was downstairs sleeping at the time. I think Barry was down there with you yes, too. Yes, but neither of us did that yeah it was weird no every time i heard someone come up the stairs i remember like if barry came up to use the bathroom you would hear them progress through the place go into the bathroom shut the door you'd hear the toilet flush like this was just heavy stairs coming heavy footprints or footsteps coming up the stairs and then nothing Nobody, not, not nobody going. ever came out from the stairwell. No, we had a lot of experiences there. Yeah, like we could but the weird thing is after that first time where Barry and I had to leave the shop because we were both, eh, you know, with that EVP circle, I have never felt, I always feel comfortable oh, there. Oh, me too. <laughs> I've Even investigated though... twice by myself, oh. slept in there by myself. I always, I slept downstairs by myself a bunch of times. You with know, us I, upstairs? Yeah. Yeah. That the, I think the last time I slept downstairs is that time that I woke up. And when you're downstairs, it's no matter what it's time of day it is, it's pitch yeah. dark. But I slept. I remember I slept downstairs and I woke up. I don't think you guys were up yet upstairs. I didn't really hear you upstairs, but I was laying there on a couch in the dark. I woke up and I said, is there anybody here with me right now? Oh, and I remember. just like that, there was one knock on the table yeah. right by my head. And I was like, wow. Okay. So were you recording at that time? I believe so. Or huh. I might not have been. If it was morning, we usually, I probably shut off my recorder. Yeah. As we went on, I, we definitely started recording like 24-7. Yeah, because we had, we had the incident where... The whisper. We heard. We all heard someone whispering. Whisper in the in when in we were the in the morning. main room in the morning. Of sunlight coming in through the front window. We're all just talking. No recorders going, and everybody heard someone whisper. And literally, everyone turned to the person next to them and said, "What?" Yeah, and didn't somebody say somebody's name? I he- clearly heard Vicky say my name and that she same didn't. day. I have that recorded. I ha- yeah. we'll have to play that. But she, you can clearly hear her say Krista, and you can hear me say, "What." Did you just say my name? And Vicky says, no, I did not. And then everybody's like, what just happened? It was so weird. And I'm so glad I was recording because you can clearly hear Vicky has a very distinct voice. Yes. And it was very clearly Vicky saying my, my name. 
So it, yeah, that's a little creepy. That something said my name in Vicky's voice. Like that's we got, really we, creepy. Uh, one of the EVPs we'll play in a future episode is that one where we're all milling around talking, and you can hear what sounds like I think it sounds like a kid in the background saying "Help, help us, help us, help yeah. us." And that yeah. was in the morning when we were just kind of, you know, packing up and stuff and getting just ready to go. talking about random nothing. We weren't no, investigating. No, it, it, it was nothing for stuff to happen in the day. Right. There was one time I went there, uh, Aaron Pleasance, one of my best friends. Hi, Aaron. Hi, Aaron. We geocached together once. We geocached together that. all. Yeah, you came with us <laughs> that one time and we found those ones that yeah. were hard. But uh, he wanted to go there. So we went there. We took a day trip there and... You know, we were talking about it and stuff, and Aaron oh, I remember this. Yeah. didn't really, you know, he wanted to really see the place and stuff, and we went inside, he met Vicky, and, you know, we went downstairs, and when we got downstairs, he was just immediately, I don't want to be here. Mm-hmm. He did not want to be down there. He said he swears he will never go in that basement again. Really? Yeah. And... I can't wait. <laughs> I know. I, I love it there. And... Um, he went back upstairs, and I remember, clear as day, he sat down on a chair in front of the register. You know, okay, there's that yep. one chair that we always would t- kind of sit in by yep. the register. Kind of off to the side. He sat there and then Vicky took me to the back of the shop because the week before something had flown off the wall. Mm-hmm. I want to say it was a saw blade or something like that flew off the wall. Awesome. That's the and kind of thing wanted, you want launching through the air. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and she wanted to show me where it happened. So she took me back there and I remember we walked back there. Aaron was reading a magazine sitting in that chair and when we walked back there, I turned and looked behind the register and she had the monitors because there were cameras around the shop Yeah. for shoplifters and stuff. She had the monitors on. So she took me back there. I glanced at the monitors. All of them were on. Everything was good. We went back. She showed me where it had flown off the wall. We walked back to the front where Aaron was and we walked up there and Vicky said, Aaron, did you unplug my monitor? And Aaron said, no, I've been sitting here the whole time. And she showed me. And the plug for the monitor looked like somebody had pulled it out of the outlet and set it on the counter right there. Not even like it fell out on its own. It right. was like somebody took it out and set it there. It's weird, the timing. Yeah. That, that whatever but, it was waited until you two walked away. But the thing that we always felt about Vicky's is that when it's your first time there... It's got to mess with you. It's got to mess with you. It's yep. like its way of showing you that it's boss. Right. You know, but then after that... It it's kind of cool with you. Yeah, it's kind of cool How with you. How come it messed with me again, the, the breathing in the ear? I don't know. Maybe, Maybe it was feeling amorous. It was a brothel at one time. <laughs> yeah. Um, Didn't Aaron get sick? Yeah, when we left there, it was weird too because we before we went there, we went and had garbage omelets at the coffee cup. And a garbage omelet is just a huge omelet with chili, slathered right? in tons of chili. Yeah. And we went and ate that, and we went to the shop. And when we left, Aaron and I were driving away, and he said, I got to pull over. I'm going to be sick. And we went to a gas station. Aaron went to the bathroom and threw up. And he said it was just weird that everything he threw up was clear liquid. There was no That's strange. anything. He just ate a garbage yeah, omelet. All of that should have come back. So, oh, that would have been a horrible thing yeah, to throw your, up. Your but... first time there, it messes with you. After that, it messes with you more. Like, I almost feel like in a fun way. Yeah. Well... Other than the breathing in the ear. And... That's open to interpretation. <laughs> um, it's interesting, though, because we had that experience the first time with the EVP session, and then it happened again when Barry came later. You know, it took a couple of times, yeah. but then it was like, oh, we've yeah. got a new person here. I've got to let her know that, you know, she can't just come into my shop. And it's interesting how all of us feel 
kind of welcome and at home there. But yeah. I don't think I kind of feel, and I know Barry has said this too, that whatever's there is not. Um, See, and I'm I'm convinced that whatever's there is not bad. You think it's not malevolent? No. You think it's no? Yeah. Barry and I have argued about this because well, Barry says whatever is there. I feel like portrays itself as being nicer than it is. Well, I but, agree. I agree with Barry. But and, I also think there's more than one. Oh, totally. Spirit or whatever sure. there. I mean, we got the little girl and we got and, the little girl on the EVP. And I que- and I question that a hundred percent. It's an EVP, one hundred percent. It yeah. sounds like a little yeah. girl laughing. But there's that theory out there that there are no children spirits trapped, you know, on this earth because whatever power that may be wouldn't allow that to happen and that anything portraying itself as a child is something darker that's trying to gain your trust. So I think about that when I think about that EVP. Yeah. At face value, it was like, oh, is there like a little girl trapped here? And then you start thinking about that and it's kind of freaky. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking about that when what I was there. What could that actually be? When I was doing an investigation by myself there where I went down in the furniture room, sat in a chair and read a children's book and invited the child ghost to come <laughs> into the room. <laughs> and then I'm reading it and I'm thinking, what am I going to do if... It, it actually shows up. In the room. Yeah. You better do all the voices, Kurt. Yep. So. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Vicky's. The only other time that I actually felt uneasy there is when we were there with another investigating group and one of the investigators was provoking. Yeah. We were down in the basement in one of the rooms and he was telling the spirit it's a coward and all this stuff, and you could just feel the... It's not a practice I agree with. No, me either. And you because could feel the vibes in the room. like get. You might get results, but when you leave, the yeah. person who owns that place <laughs> yeah, has to deal Vicky with that and pissed off to, ghost. Yeah, right. deal with a... That's why I just don't agree with no. it. Maybe you can do it in a place that's abandoned and nobody has to actually spend time there, but I don't agree with doing it but in still, a place. still, what gives people the right to do was, that in the first place? Right, to... and Vicky was very adamant about people not doing that. Yeah. So that was kind of disrespectful. We won't name names. No. Um, what is the most fun investigation you have ever been on? It's, most fun. How would I narrow that down? I mean, I feel like every investigation at Vicky's was so much fun. You know, we've done other investigations, but nothing stands out like the ones we did there because I, part of the thing is we're all friends. Yeah. And we have so much fun together. Yeah. There's a lot of joking around. There's a lot of laughing. Don't get me re- wrong. We take investigating very seriously, but we also have a lot of fun when we do it. So. Yeah. When I go back and listen to my audio, I laugh so much at this <laughs> yes. stupid crap we say. Exactly. Your stomach growling. Yeah, and my stomach growling. thinks that the devil has entered the room. Yeah. That was my tummy growl. <laughs> Can you think of one besides? The, the one that, it wasn't technically an investigation, but when Barry, Matt, and I went to the Ohio State mm-hmm. Reformatory. We'll the, touch the, on that more later. Okay. Because that I think that falls into another um, question, question that he has here. Have you, oh, this is a good question. Have you experienced any residual hauntings or activity after an investigation? I think he's asking, has anything ever followed us? I had all my stuff in my apartment, yeah, my old know. apartment. When so when did that start? Um, I don't remember. Was I think it was shortly rivers? after I moved in there. Okay. When I was dating my ex, were you investigating and, at that point? Yes. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, because she, I think whatever was there was attached to that apartment. I agree, not you. but there's people that thought that I brought something home. Hmm. I think if that were the case, it would have followed you 
to your new place. Yeah, there's been nothing at the new apartment, but yeah. the old apartment, wow, what, we can maybe have a whole episode dedicated. <laughs> we could. <laughs> that was scratched, getting scratched constantly yeah. in the shower, seeing things, hearing things. Yeah, we'll t- we'll save that for another episode because yeah. that we could talk for days about some of the stuff yeah. that you've experienced. Um, I personally have not ever experienced anything. I've been worried about that. When we left the salon and I had to drive all the way back to Sheboygan in the dark by myself, <laughs> you can imagine I was kind of checking my backseat a lot. And yeah, I was pretty freaked out when I left that place. But I've never really truly felt like anything has ever followed See, me. I should have snuck into the backseat. Oh, I mean, when you were on the highway, oh I could have reached up and started playing with your hair. <laughs> Great. Great joke, Kurt. Oh my gosh. Do you value your hands? <laughs> Hmm. Um, how different is a real investigation from a TV investigation? Well, we don't fake anything. There's no starter. <laughs> We're starters. We're not getting paid. That's another one. Um, I think that there's a misconception because what the episodes that they air on these shows, they're probably doing, you know, 10 episodes investigations in between those investigations it makes it seem like every single investigation they do they're just having this outrageous activity and all these evps and it doesn't happen like that no and it's not all condensed into one hour it's over the span of you know several hours a lot of investigations you can be at the place for eight nine ten hours and you're lucky if you get one or two questionable questionable pieces of evidence <laughs> exactly or experiences i mean a lot of it is really just sitting around in the dark waiting for something friends. to happen yeah. that's why we have so much fun when we do it because we're kind of passing the time and you can kind of get you get to a point where you're a couple hours in and you're like nothing is happening yeah. and this place just doesn't feel like anything's going yeah. on but you're not just gonna leave yeah. you know you're curious about Paranormal activity doesn't happen on demand. No. So it's worth waiting around and, you know, exploring new areas or trying and different techniques. six days out of the week, the place could be crazy active. And the one night we we're there the is one the day. one night that there's nothing going on. Well, and another misconception, too, is that all these investigations take place at night. And I do think that there are reasons for doing that. I feel like... Um, ambient noise from the surrounding area is a little yeah. quieter at night. You don't have... You're not dealing with... Um, sunlight and the way that that can bounce off of things if you're taking pictures or whatever i think your senses are more heightened when you're in the dark but as we learned at vicky's stuff happens during the day all the time and things that you could actually see are having a better chance to see it during the day when it's light sure you know you could all be sitting in a dark room and something could be there in front of you and you don't see it because doing like the, yeah doing know, a little, little soft shoe yeah <laughs> doing the macarena and you're not gonna see it because <laughs> the lights are off yeah exactly but you know none of these shows do investigations during the day and i think that's i think a lot of it is atmosphere uh, totally is that, yeah it's to, the creep to be, factor yeah it, it's more fun to do it at night I'll, it is more I'll fun be honest, to do it. <laughs> if i'm being honest um if someone is interested in investigating and they don't have any equipment, is there anything they can do to join in the fun? Get an audio recorder, get a flashlight. Yeah, digital recorder. You can buy one for probably 20, 30 bucks. You could even just go into a place with a flashlight and trust your yeah. instincts. You might and... not come away with any evidence, but you might have an experience yeah. that you will never forget. Yeah. Actually, your flashlight can be... A tool. So there's this technique that they use on these shows, which I've always wanted to try, but I've never done. Yeah, I don't buy it. No? No. 
I'd like to try it though. I would like to try it. Is that the one where they like kind of have totally kind of unscrew it and that it you see these people getting like consistent results. So basically, the idea is you kind of unscrew the top of your flashlight so that the battery connection is very minimal. And I think you turn it on, don't you? I think so. And then you ask questions. One light is a yes. No light is a no or whatever you're going to choose. And you ask questions. And if the flashlight lights up, that's a yes. The You know, whatever spirit or energy in the room is manipulating the flashlight to communicate with. So technically, you could try communicating with a flashlight. If you have a smartphone, you probably have some kind of recording feature on it. Yeah. You could do that and you could probably take pictures with that too. So yeah. you probably I mean, I have everything. You have a flashlight on your smartphone. All you need is, is your a smartphone. smartphone. <laughs> Go in and do that. And a charger probably because that's all going to kill your battery like really quickly. Um, have an open mind too. Yes. And a healthy dose of skepticism though, I yes. might add. Those are my recommendations. Recommendations. What would your top five places to investigate statewide, nationwide, worldwide? Hmm. So this is where you could talk about that you've already had your yeah, one of I your bucket the, list places was the Ohio State. The Ohio State. It was. It wasn't the Ohio State Penitentiary. It was the Reformatory, which okay. I think is a different. Mm. Um, but it was an abandoned prison, and it wasn't like it was an investigation that we did. They do overnights where you pay and you go there. But you could do. You did an investigation. Well, yeah, kind of. You yeah, because you're there through. usually with a with a lot of other people. Mm-hmm. But as the night goes on, those people kind of leave, wander off. We did an all nighter, and you know, like two, three in the morning. There's not that many people there. Right. Um, but yeah, that place was amazing. That, and you guys saw a shadow yeah, that figure. Is, that's one of the only places that we've investigated where I've actually seen something. So talk about it. Um, <laughs> Give me more details. We went, uh, T- Taps was there on the show Ghost Hunters previously, mm-hmm. and there was a cell where I think they kept noticing activity or something, so they put a black magic marker yep, X. I remember that. Outside the cell. So Barry, Matt, and I went looking for this cell, and we found it finally, and we were kind of you know snooping around it, looking around it, and... We started walking away, and they came on over the loudspeaker and said that the pizza was just delivered because they, they order pizza for all the people that right. come. That's a great time to investigate. Everybody's going to get their pizza. Yeah, that's the thing is that, you know, we kind of poked around in the room for a little bit more, and we let, we started leaving. We walked on the walkway outside the prison cells, and it was Barry in the front, and then me, and then Matt behind us, and all of a sudden, I think Barry elbowed me in the stomach, or she just said, Kurt, turn off your light and look ahead of us. She said, do you see something? So I shut off my light. We looked. And Did like, you say Matt was still with you? Yes, Matt okay. was in the back. Okay. And there, like 20 feet ahead of us on the walkway, there was just a silhouette of a man standing there oh. looking at us. You know, and we're standing there kind of looking at him. And slowly he turned sideways and then he stepped into the cell that was oh right by gosh. him. And we went down there and there was nobody in the cell. So was it the cell that had the X on no, it? No, we were walking away from the cell. Oh, okay. that, but it was the same walkway. It must have been sure. like maybe seven eight nine cells down from the cell with the x in it but yeah. it was obviously the sh- shadow of a person looking at us That's and amazing. then he, he turned sideways really slowly and stepped into the cell and there's nobody in the cell i would love to get back there and check it out again yeah i'd love to go there in the first place other than that we really didn't have a lot but it was just really neat the one experience you had was pretty good yeah quality. And it was great seeing the place <laughs> i wish i had seen 
the Shawshank Redemption before I went there because that's where they filmed a lot of it, mm. and they still had a lot of the stuff up from the movie like really? the office the way the warden's office was set up and stuff like that really yeah and they had the one of the rooms was uh still set up as the hotel room where morgan freeman carved uh you know somebody had carved they were there and then morgan freeman's character carved red was here too or something mm-hmm. like that and they still had that there so i wish i had seen the movie before i went there so i could have appreciated it more yeah right But it was just really neat to see the the prison to actually investigate uh, an abandoned prison yeah, that would be amazing. Yeah. So JFK Prep would be on my list because yeah, I, I didn't JFK get to do Prep. it. Um, the Stanley Hotel. Stanley Hotel. Love to check out the Stanley Hotel. What is the boat? There's a, is it the Queen, Queen Mary? Yes, that is. Love to do that the Queen is, Mary. Man, the stuff that they've talked about. Yeah, the, that, the Queen Mary is on my, bucket definitely list. on my investigation bucket list. I would love to go to like Ireland or someplace where they have those castles, actually anywhere in Europe where yeah. they have thousand year old castles just hanging out on the side of the road. I you, I would just love to experience a place like that, but especially one that has some kind of, you know, paranormal history to it. I don't know if that's four for me. I don't know, but I'm also happy with just somebody's rinky dink house. Yeah. That's Elsings, having a lot of activity. I'd like to do Elsings again. Yeah, definitely <laughs> like do Elsings again. There's a bucket list one for me. Um, yeah, I can't really think of any like... I would like to go check out, and we, um, on Paramount Palaver, we had some contact with a group where the leader of the group is actually on a restoration project for Summer Wind. Oh, really? Yeah. And so we were, I, we need to get back in contact with them and talk about an interview. We were actually talking about meeting at Summer Wind to do an interview with this person cool. and the work that they're doing to, cause I think that summer wind is a place in Wisconsin. It used to be a mansion. It's supposedly very haunted, very haunted, but I believe it, it got so decrepit and kind of run down that it's mostly just like a yeah. skeleton of a, of a, maybe even a foundation at this point. I'm not sure. I've never been there, but Oh, and Glenbula is always a good location. Glenbula the cemetery, cemetery. Glenbula, yep. Glenbula. I'd like to get there again. Although, Side note, I heard the ticks are going to be real bad this year, and my husband already found one crawling on him, um, and he is working on building a new house. So word to the wise, kids, if you're going to hang out in cemeteries, wear your bug spray. Yes. (laughs) Um, What attracts you to investigating? That's such a broad question. It is a broad question. Um, To experience these things, I think. Totally. I mean, I want the experiences, number one, because... I kind of like being scared. It's like a thing. It's a rush. And number two, because to me, all of the experiences I have are um, what I consider sort of proof that there's something after we die. I don't know what that is, but it to me, it just it's proof that there's something else. We don't just die and go into the ground. I, I don't know if I've always, <laughs> I don't know if I've always thought that. The things that we experience are people that have died. And I, I, I always have, have until I heard other theories. Yeah, I have other theories about Other that. dimensions yeah, leading think, into ours. You know, there's the, a lot of it is residual energy of things sure. that happen there. Uh, well, I definitely think that the, the residual energies are the ones that seem to repeat themselves over and yes. over again and don't interact with you and kind of go about their business like you're not even there. But when you get like the direct answers to questions to me that that's not residual there's an intelligence behind it yeah but that could be like another dimensional thing it's not it's just another dimension that's maybe bleeding into ours a little bit and we're kind of hearing each other when we shouldn't be and 
I don't know. It's kind of a crazy thing to think about. I really want to do an episode on reality, nature of reality, whether, you know, other dimensions exist, mm-hmm. whether reality is a simulation. Maybe the next episode. I don't even like thinking about that. I love that. I've been just fascinated by that lately. Well, you Maybe... have to give me some stuff to read because okay. so, I haven't Let's really plan on that for looked the next into episode. that a whole lot. Okay. Is that okay? Yeah. The nature of reality. Listeners, if you have a theory on the nature of reality. <laughs> Please ask us a question. Yeah. Let us know what your theory is or ask us some questions that we can answer on the show. Um, what is the most interesting investigation you have ever been a part of? Interesting. Probably Vicky's. Yeah. Our investigations at Vicky's. I feel like I learned a lot there. Yes. Just because we went there so much. And every time we went, we would kind of try something a little different. Like we'd play music that was from the era yeah. of. Whatever, I had my laptop playing old pictures from Stoughton. Yeah. Yeah. We tried, or we a lot tried of using things. trigger items, things like that. Yeah. We learned a lot there. Um, and that's the next question is what have you learned from investigating? That yeah. there's something out there. I mean, I've gotten enough evidence and enough things have happened to me that there is something. There's something. It's not just wishful thinking right. or mishearing things. Right. You know, there's something going on. And it's not on. just that we want it to be, as Jeff would argue, the skeptic. Oh, Jeff, Jeff, it's, Jeff. I know. It's, um, I'm, I'm skeptical. I mean, I'm 100% skeptical. Even I, of some of my own stuff I'm skeptical of, but. And I think in order to truly come to the conclusion that something is real, you have to you have to question everything else, otherwise you're kind of fooling yourself. Yes. I think I'm I don't less want to fool skeptical myself. than you are. Maybe. But I think a lot of stuff could be easily explained. Yeah. Oh, totally. But then like that EVP I got at Vicky's where I was the only one in the building and my recorder was in the basement. You can hear the voice saying, I think it's saying Michael. Yeah, I think so too. I think so it's too. saying it's the name Michael. Clear. Other people hear other things, but no, there's I a voice Michael. there and I'm the only one in the building. I'm laying in my sleeping bag up on the main floor reading a wrestling magazine. So it wasn't me. <laughs> it was the recorder in the basement? Yes. The recorder was down in the furniture room. Ugh. Whenever it's, I, it gives me, I literally get the chills when you hear a name. Yeah. Of someone, yourself, or someone that has been there recently. It's whatever is there is there. It's listening. It's paying attention. Yeah, because I will discuss this more when we play the EVPs. But the week, I, I believe it was the week before I got that, there was another group there that had a psychic walking around named Michael that was asking questions. Yeah. So this voice could have been maybe like, are you Michael? Right. Like, where'd Michael go? Yeah. That guy could hear me. Can you get yeah. him? <laughs> I have some things I need to say. Um, what is the most effective tool to use? I think common sense. Yeah, I mean, common your own, sense. Your own. But I think if you're talking about an actual piece of equipment, it's the recorder. I, I agree. But yeah, common sense because any tool isn't going to work very well if you don't use common sense. What is the best time of day to investigate? We kind of covered that yeah. question. I don't think there is a the best time. I just think. I also think we investigate at night because we all have jobs. <laughs> Yeah, good point. We have literally have day jobs, so we have to do it when we can. Um, Do you feel that all places have the potential to be active, or do places need to have a troubled history in order to capture any activity? No, I think any place has the potential to be active. I think if a place has a troubled history, it's more likely to be active, but I think any place can be active. You hear about new properties that have no history. Yeah. I think somebody may be inadvertently called to something. You know, my brother pointed out that we talked about it on Paranormal Plaver, the stuff that happened in my house when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. You know, the green guy and all that. 
Yeah, I that, remember asking you about the history of yeah, your house. Yeah, and that my brother looked all that stuff up, and we were the first people to live in that house, so nobody else had lived there before us. Hmm. So why did so much stuff happen to me in that house? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. That's that's a good point, though, because you had some really crazy stuff happen to you. That's for another episode, guys. Um, What is the best way to investigate by yourself or with others? I think oh, you should others. do both. Well, I think you should do both, though. Yeah, but... I, whenever we do an investigation, we I feel like we all try to take turns going somewhere by ourselves and just sitting alone in well, a yeah, room. Well, yeah, but I mean, don't do a full investigation by yourself because if no. something happens yeah, to you... Yeah, that's not safe. <laughs> no, that's not safe. You should always have someone nearby who knows where you are. I mean, you definitely... Uh, ghosts aside, there, you know, there are people, too, that are, you know, you need to be careful of. So. Exactly. Safety first, kids. But if you're in a dark room with somebody else and you both see something, then you have somebody corroborating what you're seeing. So in that way, it's good to be with somebody else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's pretty much That's both. True. I mean, Yeah. I think that when you go into a room by yourself and sit, though, you really become very aware yeah. of what's around you and what's happening around you. And, and I feel I'm a like hypocrite when... for saying that you shouldn't be alone on investigation because i've done, like two by, done yourself. <laughs> by myself at vicky's but by at that point i felt so comfortable with the place i knew the place you know right. i had yeah. my cell phone if something happened i would have been fine was just like five ten minutes away or yeah whatever. um third to the last question <laughs> would you encourage everyone to investigate or should people use caution when thinking about investigating i i would use caution personally yeah, i, I don't caution. think it's for everybody i think somebody who is maybe uh, compromised emotionally, it's probably not a good idea. No. Because something could attach itself to you. Um, and I also think that some people are just not mature enough. I, I think it really takes... Why are you really looking takes... at me when you say that? <laughs> I'm pointing. And, <laughs> um, I think it does take a certain level of common sense and um, skepticism and open-mindedness all at it the does. same time. And I, I don't know, you have to be able to take it seriously, but also, I, I don't know. It's not for everybody. I really don't think it is. Otherwise no. everybody would be doing it. I agree. Um, second to the last question. When will you do your next investigation? I don't know. That not is a rich enough. question, Joe, a rich question. We kind <laughs> of have a contact of somebody who lives, who owns a property like five minutes from here at the PPP ranch, um, triple P triple P ranch. Um, we should call it the old school ranch actually that has a house that's not rented that apparently they have a really hard time renting because it has crazy activity. It's abandoned. It's the site of a murder suicide. Yes. Double murder, double murder, suicide. Um, wow. That has been substantiated. We've looked up the news articles. It happened. Um, and we just, we're having a hard time kind of, this person is gone all week. Crystal will be investigating that by herself. She'll be coming <laughs> coming to you live. I'll be bringing my Ouija board, <laughs> my uh, dowsing rods, and yeah, <laughs> putting a big X on my back, apparently. Um, so we're hoping that'll be our next investigation, unless, you know, we could talk Vicky into letting us come back one last time. Please. <laughs> um, and this last question is from me because it's a question I've asked myself. Being, what, seven years removed from having done an investigation, what would you do differently now? What would you like to try that you've never tried? One thing that I need to do is to be more skeptical. Mm. I think that looking back on my stuff, I think I wasn't skeptical enough. Mm -hmm. 
you know, I told this story on a paranormal palaver where we were at JFK prep and I was listening to my audio and I heard an EVP. <laughs> I listened to it over and over again and I was convinced I knew what it was saying. And then I listened to more of the detail around it and after it, and I realized that what I thought was an EVP saying something was the sound of me outside peeing against a tree. <laughs> so it's like I was already convinced that it was, I knew what it was saying, that it was a voice, but it was me peeing outside. Yeah. It's amazing what your mind will do with And I need to rein that in. You know? I think I need to rein that in. I think mm-hmm. if I go on more investigations, I need to be more. Take a step back a little bit. Just take a step back. Yeah. Because I think I'm kind of too easy to convince that something right. is going on. Mm-hmm. I think what I would like to do differently is try different techniques. Like, um, what were their names? Another murder suicide. Oh, Constantine. Uh, the Constantine Constantinos. Constantinos. They they were well known as like these EVP gurus. But some a technique that they did that I've never really done was that they would record for just a couple of minutes, ask questions, and then they would stop immediately and listen back to the audio. And then if they would get a response, they could draw from that response with what questions they were going to ask next, things like that. Or if they didn't get any um, response, they would move to a different area so that you kind of the results you were getting in real time were sort of dictating where you were going to go with the investigation. I think it's an interesting idea and I've never tried it. I just like to, I have tried wearing headphones while you're recording so that that you're actually hearing, but Oh man, that is disorienting. Yeah, it is. And it's, it is a weird thing to do. It's really hard to participate when you're listening. Because I prefer being in the moment, concentrating on stuff, asking questions and then listening to my audio the day after. Right. That's what I that's what I prefer. I do wonder um if I will be more nervous or anxious now or less so. You know, in the moment. I feel like as I get older, I'm much more aware of my mortality, I guess, or how vulnerable we are just to so many different things, and I wonder if I would go into an investigation a little bit more apprehensive than you know, if I had been doing it this whole time. I kind of feel like I would go in less apprehensive. Less apprehensive? Yeah, because More I think experience. I'm just kind of used to it by now. Yeah. I'd sure like to find out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we need an investigation. On a, on a, uh, that's the end of our questions, and I have a funny little side note that Kurt and I have this pastime that we haven't been able to partake in in a while, but there's a show called Paranormal Witness. Yes, our uh, paranormal that, witness dates. That's like jumped from different networks to different networks, and it used. There was another one that we watched, maybe, and I don't remember. There was if it was a different show we started with, and then that went off the air. So, oh, let's watch Paranormal Witness. It's just like that show. Yeah, but it's basically like dramatizations and interviews with people who've had like crazy paranormal experiences with places they've lived or worked or whatever. And we would DVR these shows. <laughs> and try and then to we watch would, them together. We'd text separately. each other, okay, press play now. And we'd sit in our respective homes and watch these shows together. Just text each other. And mostly what we would do is just totally make fun of like the actors. and The difference between the people portraying oh the characters and the actual people in real yeah, life. Yeah, let's just say they took some liberties and made these... You have these people who kind of, you know, look like trolls in real life and they're like <laughs> supermodels in the dramatizations. Wow. 
But it, yeah, some stuff would be really creepy and some stuff was just flat out ridiculous and, and you funny. You would know I'd but... always have a crush on whoever was playing the girl <laughs> yep. in the, in the re- I wait the recru- for <laughs> Kurt's text. She's kind of cute. She's kind of cute. <laughs> of course so, she is, Kurt. I'm so predictable. Yeah, but I miss that pastime. We haven't been able to do that in a while because I haven't seen any new episodes. No. But this is how dedicated we are to the paranormal. Exactly. We watch shows together over texting. Come but on. I got so burned out on paranormal shows where... It- yeah. And all of a sudden, they were just everywhere. I, d- I also had to take a bit of a step back. I don't think... I'm so much more into true crime right now. I'm. And I think ID I got really channel. disenchanted with it when we had... When um there was a television show that had a piece on JFK Prep. Oh, well, that... Yeah, that was a long time ago. Yeah, and... Weren't but, you uh, interviewed for it? Yeah, yeah, I yeah. went out there to get interviewed by the show. And, and Barry. Barry was, uh, Barry was there. And a couple other people from other groups were there. And it was just, you know, like I I was the one that researched everything about the place, about Father Oswald, who founded it, and all this stuff. And all throughout the interview, they kept trying to lead me to say that Father Oswald was satanic, mm. that it was like a satanic cult place. And I was just like, no, it wasn't <laughs> nothing I came across in my research. You weren't my giving research. them what no, they wanted. No, I wasn't giving them what they wanted. And I could tell that they were getting kind of pissed. Mm-hmm. So of course they didn't use anything I said. <laughs> but then Barry, they asked her what some of the urban legends were about the place. And when you watch the show, they edited it. So Barry sounds like she's saying these things actually happened. Oh boy. You know, and I just like, ugh. I mean, I should have known that the entertainment industry yeah. was gonna they're gonna do what sells yeah what makes people so I think tune that kind in of disenchanted me on the whole sure paranormal show stuff yeah yeah well and i feel like you said it maybe it's run its course a little bit but don't let that fool you there are still plenty of very active serious groups out there doing you know quality investigations and hopefully we'll be HPI will maybe get the band back together. And, and there's we'll... so much drama with ghost hunting groups. Yeah. That is, that's the number one Not thing. Not with our that... group though, No, man. but that was oh. the number one thing that surprised me going into this was how catty, oh, yeah. how catty oh. some of these, yes. it's just like, wow, you know. That's where egos get involved and we've never had any egos no, on our team. No, I don't want to be on TV. We're just friends. I don't even We're... know if I want to be on podcast. <laughs> um do we need to talk offline, Kurt? <laughs> <laughs> you know, like my brother asked me what would happen if we got to be like My Favorite Murder, where we had live shows at the oh, Paps Theater. terrifying. I mean, I'd cry. <laughs> we'd have to hire body doubles or something. You know, we'd fill the house, of course. There'd be tons of people <laughs> Absolutely. there. Absolutely. They'd be lined up around the block. But have women throwing their panties on stage at me like I'm Tom Jones. <laughs> That's your comparison, Tom Jones. Will you wear a mesh shirt? Do I will wear a mesh shirt. Sweet. It's not unusual. <laughs> to be loved by anyone (laughs) oh good times i think we're winding down with this one we are we are you can tell we're out of material hopefully you're still with us listeners we didn't lose anybody along the way yeah this one was more of a just us discussing this where future ones will be more focusing on one topic yeah you know this is also a get to know your hosts yeah because last time i feel like we kind of just threw in that oh we met ghost hunting and that was it so Mm -hmm. we didn't really talk a whole lot about our ghost hunting experiences so we wanted to do that you know and ghost hunting has brought so much to all of us it brought us together Mm -hmm. for starters we never would have met we have lifelong friends yes because Uh, of it one of my very best friends sophie she -hmm. listens to the podcast thank you sophie uh i met her on the taps message board way back in the day and we became you know bffs through that and i've just met so many people through this and Mm -hmm. it's just been amazing yeah 
and hopefully we get to do it again sometime soon. Yeah, I hope so. Especially this when summer rolls around because we did so many investigations in the summer. I yeah. feel like it, it definitely gives me like that itch to. It's to, for me. It's fall. I love ghost well, hunting in fall. Well, of course. Yeah, because you know everything around Halloween is ghost stuff. Well, and, totally. Yeah. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. So, Vicky, if you're listening. Yes, please let us come back. Please. <laughs> um, but we would love to come and do an interview. Um, yeah, that's one thing we want to do. It would probably be something that we would do with the my co-hosts from Paranormal Palabra 2 and do kind of a collaborative thing that we could release on both podcasts. But it would be worth the trip. Yeah, we and have a list of topics that we want to cover in future episodes. You know, I think we've talked about this last time that we want to mm-hmm. do. Stuff like, uh, you know, we want to mix it up. I, I feel like we cover a lot of the th- same things that the Thinking Sideways podcast does. Mm-hmm. But I also realize that a lot of people that listen to us probably don't listen to the Thinking Sideways podcast. Probably. You know, because looking at our list, we have stuff like Elisa Lamb. I know we want to talk about. Yeah. Talk about that. Uh, we want You wanted to talk about the drownings that. Oh, yeah. They covered. In Mississippi. On, yeah. They well, covered, in the Midwest well, in general. Yeah, but. That they thought there was a serial killer doing mm-hmm. this. Uh, we want to talk about. Black Eyed Kids. Of course. Black Eyed Kids is a good one. Uh, I want to talk about the Mandela Effect because I love the Mandela Effect. Yeah. But I think... Anything strange. Yeah. It, it doesn't just have, have topic, to be paranormal. Yeah. If you saw a weird story that, you know, seems like it would fit, you know, the format of our show, let us know. We'll, yeah. We'd love we want to do whatever you guys want us to talk about. So yeah. if there's something you want to talk about, uh, my friend Sarah that listens to this podcast, I think I've told you this, is a big... She's fascinated by Maura Murray oh yes i'm a big fan too yeah and i know you are so i figure yeah. we'll do a podcast about the disappearance of maura murray yeah that'd be great and there is a podcast out there called missing maura murray that's how i know about the story and that's probably how she came upon it too yeah i think she said it really trailed off towards the end when they well, kind of ran out of things they've run to... out of evidence and yeah they've kind of expanded into other cases that are a lot like maura's um but yeah that, that's a really interesting one and we wanted to talk about the missing 411 stuff yes. with the people that are Go apparently disappearing state in the state forests. Like yeah. All the stuff that get us excited about, yeah. I mean, that's what we want to talk about. We hope it gets you excited too. Yeah. In a, you know, platonic special way. Special kind. Of, oh, <laughs> I mean, in a platonic kind of way. <laughs> it's not that kind of podcast. No, that's the late night one. Or is it? <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, on that note. On that note, we will see you again soon. If you have any questions, please contact us. Let us know what you would like us to do. Any questions you would like us to answer. Uh, anything. We're on Facebook. Just correct? contact us to say hi. Yeah. We're on Facebook. Uh, Twitter, we're your strange session because somebody already had sessions with an S. Ugh. So we are strange session. I hired some people to <laughs> pay, her, pay her a visit and talk to her. You're on that. You're persuade her. Bust some kneecaps. Yeah, bust some kneecaps. Um, and our Gmail is? The strange sessions at gmail.com. Awesome. And I need to get better with updating the Facebook and getting a blog going and all that. Yeah. But it's it, tough when you got a day job. I will say tough. that from experience. But anything you guys want us to talk about, let us know and we will talk about it. Yeah. We're excited to hear from you. Yes. So thanks for joining us. Episode two of the Strange Sessions. And until next time, stay stay strange. strange.